The Midnight Snack Podcast would like to acknowledge the Darawal and Bidjigal people as the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on today. We would like to pay respects to elders both past and present and extend our respects to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people across this nation listening today. What up everyone, this is Lolly with an I, not a Y, get it right. This is Ru, aka the Culture Black Kid. And you're listening to the Midnight Snack Podcast. Let's go. Australia's Tastiest Podcast and your one-stop shop for all things juicy in the culture, here to bring you the latest, the greatest, and to add to your playlist i am here solo dollar again on the intro once again lolly is out she's feeling a little under the weather but hopefully she is back soon and the co-host duo that you know and love will be back at it but that doesn't mean we still don't have a dope person on you don't the show me? today we got <laughs> can you listen to what i'm introducing <laughs> how i'm introducing you please okay we have one half of the producers of the MKS podcast, Reynold, Rennie. Your Royal Highness, Rennie Suchness of Prestons. What's going down? I forgot about that. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> Producer of the podcast, Rennie, how are you doing today? <laughs> Always great, bro. You? It's good. It's good. Yeah, I am doing well. We got a news topic this week. So, you know, we got some things to talk to you about if you missed the music episode for this week rennie and i touched on a couple singles including the latest young and lip song latest chanel loren song a couple mm-hmm. other songs so make sure you go back check that out and check out any other episode that we have dropped in the past it's all good it's all good content over here at mks but uh-huh. let's get into some nice cheeky like a nice uh entree before we get into some some bigger news for this week and we're going to talk about doja cat who you know her fans what are pissed is, again or she she's done? in trouble or something what has she <laughs> so, done an article from unilad says doja cat says she can't reply to anything end quote after telling fans to quote shut the fuck up end quote where she has what? she claims she's been banned from twitter or Twitter has banned her from replying to anything after she recently told fans to, you know, a lot of things. A lot of things? Like they're they're pretty bad? Uh, Like her responses to the fans? Yeah. Yeah. So it started with a a comment or a tweet that just said, people are so fucking dumb. I swear to God, it's terrifying. No general, I don't know where this tweet is, what is referencing, but Mm. that's just what the tweet says. And people were like, okay, it's whatever. But some people are like responded thinking that they're coming at them or something like that mm. or like her fans. And then there was one specifically, specifically, there was one specifically that mentioned how everything she posts is never positive. It's always negative And she's like, shut up. And then mm. people continued to come at her and she continued to go back out at, at the, she continued to go back at the people. So my question to you Ooh. is, for the people, do you really think it's that that deep? Do you think the fans are really that offended? Or do you think they're just trying to stir up? Because they know nah. Doja Cat. They know she she can go off sometimes when it comes to Twitter. I don't know, man. I think it's... um. But if the fans are the ones being like replied to by her still, 
Mm-hmm. And if they're saying all this negative, if she's saying all this negative stuff to them, isn't that pretty? If it's they're just, saying just, the negative stuff to her? No, 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 no. Doja's oh. saying it to her fans. Yeah. So that's, I think that's pretty, um, pretty messed up, bro. I wouldn't want, <laughs> I wouldn't want to, it'd be, it'd, it'd be pretty cut if you, if you followed her for all this time and then all of a sudden she's started, starts abusing you as a way of interacting with you. What kind of, you know, what kind of um, artist to fan relationship is that? No, true. But at the same time, the comments that they're responding to the people are so dumb thing is very like, why are you being so, like, you're being so negative. Gosh, I fucking hate that, like, you're, you're so annoying or your people or like, I don't know, the people, the people, the things that people are writing for her to mm. respond in this way doesn't seem like the hottest stuff either. Right. So, like, I don't know, maybe Doja just needs to vent. Maybe it didn't even reference, like I said, there's no source to where this yeah, true. initial tweet came from. Maybe she was having a bad day and then people are just aggravating her more. So, like, I don't blame Doja, but I mean, obviously, I just think in the, general, you shouldn't go at your fans. Yeah, like but, I think, but I think I think the reason why she's done this is because of how active she is as a as a muso with, on social media and um, mm-hmm. especially being like at the level she is like, you, you don't really see, I don't know, say the weekend wouldn't be talking this much shit or like, yeah. you know, fuck. I don't know any other female artists who's like mainstream. Does this or up, doesn't do this? Does this. Nikki. Cardi does Nikki B. go that hard though? Do they go that hard? Do they start? Yeah. Cardi goes pretty hard. But Meg, is it, but is no, it, no, is it Meg. directed toward the fans? Mm. yeah true true See what I mean? like, it might be a little more general unless it's like really personal yeah yeah so but this seems to be like anyone who's coming at her she's yeah. just hitting back and i don't know i feel like there's a bit of a professional boundary you might have to take especially like come on man you don't want to lose you don't want to lose fans like that man no i'll be no, i'll be happy not. with you know just yeah if if I, if I had the number of fans she had fuck me i'd be i'd be grateful to everyone yeah no, I, I get what you mean, yeah. but I guess to, to finish up, I totally agree with what you're saying, but I think sometimes it's a case of you never was, know what's happening in someone's life and maybe she's had a, a bad day and just needed to vent and then people just assume that she's attacking them and then she's like, yo, like I'm not even, like <laughs> I just wanted to say something and now you're coming at me and now that's pissed me off more and yeah. So mm. that's my that's my thoughts on it. But I, I agree with what you said about, you know, sometimes you, you should respond in, you know, a mm. little classier ways or, you know, however, however you want to put it. Yeah. But, but anyway, let's get on to what's really on the news today. That was a nice little entree for you guys. And we are going to talk about Beyonce's lyrics and the backlash she's re- gotten for one of her songs on her latest album that just dropped in the past week all that and a little bit more right after this all right we are back let us get into some news for this week got a couple stories i want to get onto, and that starts with one of the biggest news stories of this week which is beyonce having to remove some lyrics from her song heated after it received some backlash Ooh, so basically what what happened was so this is the second wave 
of Beyonce's um, album being hit. <laughs> yes. People are coming at her. Okay. Yes, in okay. The past, okay. In the past week. So actually, before I get onto that, because obviously you weren't her here for the review, just give your quick 10, 15 second thoughts on the album. I know your thoughts, but. All right. Look, I, I wanted to punch both you and Lolly for just being so generous. This album was decent, um, but it wasn't anything um, amazing in terms of bringing that bringing that sound in amazing great job with the instrumentals great job with the production all that and genres but when it came to Beyonce's vocals and what she was doing with them the melodies that she talked that she decided to write down and use that wasn't it she could have done okay. better okay cool cool all right let us get on to this story so reps for the singer told CNN in a statement that the words that she used in her music, we're not going to debate the word, we're not going to mention the word, but the word not used intentionally in a harmful way will be replaced. It's currently unclear when the new version of Heated will become available. That article was from around the 1st of August and today as we're recording it is the 4th, or no, sorry, the 5th of August. So... It might be replaced by now, by the time you're hearing this episode. Back in June, Lizzo faced backlash for or similar language on her song Girls from her latest album Ooh. and updated the track after receiving criticism. I'm unsure personally when the backlash started, but articles I've noticed after skimming through Google and seeing what I could see about when these articles were coming out, they were mostly around the 1st of August. However, I did also go onto Twitter to see what they were saying. And yeah, it's mostly a lot of people saying you'd criticize Beyonce for this, but then I think someone said there was a lyric in a Mariah Carey song or something like that not too long ago that had similar language and no one, not a single person talked about it. And yeah, there's, there's other people saying it's honestly not that bad of a word, but yeah, there's one who's like, I work with people who have uh, disabilities and whatnot. And I've never heard that slur in my life. So yeah, Twitter's got some really interesting takes. But my question to you in general is, how do you think the Beehive would respond if the public actually tried to cancel Beyonce for this? I don't even know how deep the Beehive run nowadays, man. So It's like the Illuminati. Like you never know. You just never know. I've I, I got a red dot on me right now, bro. <laughs> just for saying that. Nah, I don't know, man. Um, there's always going to be, there's gonna always going to be, you know, like Twitter wars and, um, you know, the artist people fighting other artist people. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's just going to end up being the same shit until someone yeah. decides to retire. <laughs> Do you think Beyonce is uncancelable? Um, I don't think I don't think anybody is uncancelable. Think if you look, imagine Beyonce kills Jay Z, okay. like tomorrow morning. Would that would you cancel her then? Probably. <laughs> for, you know, for I, killing I think, someone. I think she. I think she definitely is capable of murder. <laughs> well, after lemonade. <laughs> you, you know you're onto something. Yep. Possibly. <laughs> She was she was swinging that bat oh, in the hold up video a little too high. Two red dots. Now I got two red dots on me. Oh no! <laughs> pew, pew. Oh 
but geez. yeah. Well, what do you think, man? I think that the beef beehive would have a field day if the public who aren't, you know, a part of Beyonce's fandom attempted to cancel Beyonce for this. They would they would be armed and ready on the computer to go at anyone, any single person that dare dare cross the queen. And to answer about whether she's cancelable, I mean, if she does something deep enough, like obviously murdered someone, but like in general for something like this, probably not. Okay. Like it seems like a light offense in, in, in comparison to yeah, some no, other I wouldn't, things I wouldn't cancel her over this. No, 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 no. And it seems like it's being rectified anyway, really quickly. Mm. So yeah, I guess it's, like I said, it's, it's probably not that deep, especially by the time this story, you know, is where it's at. We have no idea if the lyric has been changed by the time, again, this episode comes out. But yeah, still mm. worth mentioning. Like you said, Beyonce is in hot water twice, twice now. So yeah. yeah. But anyway, get ready let's for wave keep... three. <laughs> well, this is a three-part album, so <laughs> so there's two more parts to this to this album that's coming up. So I think one's an R and B, another uh, an R and B album, and another one's a country album. So so interested to see what Beyonce comes with. I'm keen for the country, this. to be honest. Loki, <laughs> I'm I'm not a I'm not a fan <laughs> of country at all. But Come on, man. I'm intrigued. <laughs> I'm I'm intrigued. Trust me, it's gonna be fire. It it probably is, you know. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's it's one of those. It's like Moon Knight. I put my money like, on it. It's gonna be a five out of five. I'm gonna eat up all clip. those snacks. Remember this clip. Remember We're gonna put it in black and white. That's and it. As no. like a thro- as like. It's gonna be in gold because previously on the MKS <laughs> podcast, it's a five a five out of five. I'm putting money on it, right? Come on, man. Nah, I'm joking. But anyway, all right, let's keep yeah. it moving. 50 Cent. Mm. What did he do? What did he do? He didn't do anything. Nah, 50 did okay, okay, okay. 50 right. nothing. 50 Cent went on Houston 97.9's The Box, and he talked about his role as the head of G Unit Records, yeah. uh, which steered the careers of a couple prominent rappers you might have heard of called Lloyd Banks, Young Buck, mm-hmm. Tony Yayer, mm-hmm. The Game, mm. and so on. And he was asked if he gets blamed for his artist failures. And he says, yeah, I get that all the time. And he said in quotes, what's ill is when you're in the seat, the driver's seat, a lot of times, no, every time something goes wrong, it's your fault. If you ask artists why their career didn't go the way they want it's the fault of the record label. See what I'm saying? Continue to say, I happen to become the record label. So all of those artists that were around and didn't do exactly what they thought they were supposed to, it's my fault that they didn't. They give it uh, give it to me individually now. It's like it's not the company, it's him. He went on to say that OT Genesis, who was previously signed to G-Unit, went on to have a more successful career after he left G-Unit and him and OT are cool about that. He's like, yeah, no, go get your money. Go be successful. You didn't need to be on G-Unit to be successful. So, yeah. And then the final point, which is the the crux of this story, is 50 Cent went on to say, 
the other people are upset because they felt they could have did it. If you had did it for me, so it's your fault you didn't do it for me, pretty much. And he went on to say, I can't make people buy records. So what do you think of 50 Cent saying, I can't make people buy records? Do you think he's correct? Or is it solely on him to ensure his artist's success? I don't think anything's solely on one person, um, especially in this industry. Um, but when you, th- that's why the importance of collaboration is always there, right? Like um, when it comes to making music, you, you know, there might be a miracle that you end up being the greatest, um, you know, songwriter of all time from, from your bedroom. Um, and that's all you need to do by yourself. That's a miracle. But when does that ever happen? And um, you, you definitely need other people's input on it, pulling their weight, you know, all that sort of stuff too. And if you've got 50 um, just being, I guess, the gatekeeper and the QC of the whole, like everybody's careers, you, it's not going to work, man. Like you definitely need to be a good artist as well. You have to know what you're doing in terms of your um, your promo or your PR stuff, all that sort of, um, you know, the, the tail end and the, and the pre-production and pre-release. Uh, all that sort of side, that's what you need to be able to do as well. Um, so I wouldn't I wouldn't be blaming 50 for anything. Yeah, 100%. Do you think any of the artists that were on G-Unit, you, would you consider them successful? I think so. Who would I you think say? So. Um, definitely I Lloyd personally Banks. think Lloyd Banks. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. The other guys, I don't know what they did with their careers either. Like, mm-hmm. did they... Do they go on hiatus or anything or do they uh, take breaks or? Tony Yayo, from what I know, he actually had a feature on a song not too long ago. It was actually pretty fire. But Tony Yayo hasn't done a lot. We should ask Aiden. This, this is an Aiden question. Yeah, I feel like sure Aiden is. wouldn't know what. Yeah. I want to hear from, I want to hear from the likes of um, Tony Yayo and yeah, um, yeah Lloyd Young Banks Buck. as well. And, and, and I want to know like, how do you feel that um, 50 did with your career? Mm-hmm. Was he was he the one person who made you? Or yeah. was there anything else involved? And I'm sure a lot of them will say there's other people too, like including themselves, you know, mm-hmm. who they have around them in their circle. So, yeah, I wouldn't blame 50. Yeah. I think to bring it back to the point of I can't make people buy records, I agree because you can't. Mm. But at the same time, Obviously, 50 can do as much as he can to, you know, promote his artists. There is a, a little anecdote in our, in our notes that AJ added about his thoughts. And I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, but he's, he's him thinking that some maybe the other G-Unit rappers just weren't as good as 50. So mm-hmm. therefore, just their marketability and their, you know, people wanting to come back and hear them more or not or equally as much as Fifth just wasn't as much and therefore they didn't you know, sell as many albums, but actually have up the G unit history of releases. Mm. And it's interesting to see how many of these albums, not just fifties went platinum Mm. specifically between 2003 and 2005, which we would consider like when 50 was at his hottest. Yeah. Um, When he dropped get Richard I trying, which is the first album under G unit, which Mm -hmm. has gone nine times platinum fire. Uh, G Unit's Beg for Mercy went two times platinum. Lloyd Banks's The Hunger for More, platinum. Young Buck, Straight Out of Cashville, platinum. The Game, two times platinum with the documentary before he left 
And then Tonyer Nur, the Get Richard I Trying soundtrack went platinum. And then that was the last project that went platinum mm. under under G Unit. And then the next thing that ch- like had a RIAA certification was the second G Unit album in 2008, which went gold. So I don't know, maybe it was just a hot run for those two years, two, three yeah. years. And culture changes, not sound 50 changes. Ran- yeah, the culture change, kind, the, the backpack rap of Kanye West with late registration started yep. to come out in 2005. And mm-hmm. uh, who, Lil Wayne. Yeah. And and cash money was starting to rise around yeah. that time. And people were starting to get over that G-Unit 50 Cent, like that was that like the Drake tape. The Drake era, side of the, side of the Drake era. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... It definitely also, era also plays a factor into it as well. As a final point, do you think beef, any of 50s beefs from around that time plays a factor into it? E.g. the the game beef, maybe, because he left in 2005 around mm. the time when albums weren't starting to sell as much. And I don't think so, specifically for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, don't, I don't think any other, any other artists' relationships have been affected by Mm-hmm. By 50s past. I'm not sure, man. Do you? What do you think? I I don't think beefs play a, play a factor too much. And I actually think beefs kind of help, especially in 50s case, because literally the song that made him hot was a song where he dissed everyone. Yeah. And then from J- there, Jay-Z dissed 50 Cent in a song. And then, you know, <laughs> 50 just continued, like he took on the anti-hero Role mm. he took on the venom, the Deadpool <laughs> of like people love to hate me type, yeah, thing. and he yeah. still has that role. Yeah, yeah. So I think Fifty leans into beefs. I don't think beefs have have herded him. So he's into in lean lean beefs. Lee leans into beefs. He's lean cuts. <laughs> lean cuts. <laughs> that Fifty said Fifty said owning a butchery. <laughs> is, oh my is God. one of the funniest things I've thought about this week. The butchers. But yeah, no. I'd be in, I, I agree with you that I'd be also interested to hear what other G former G unit members would say. I know Lloyd Banks is active in music right now. He put out an album a couple of weeks ago and it's actually pretty good. Um that actually the past two Lloyd Banks albums have been been pretty good. It's definitely not his old school stuff. It's definitely a lot more if you like Griselda and that type of like really like grimy hip hop, it's it's mm. definitely a lot m- more along those lines. But yeah, no, I'd still love to hear from these G Unit members. It's interesting that Fifty said, but at least at the end of the day, although Fifty said I can't make people buy records, he did own up to saying it was kind of my fault that you know some of my guys didn't do as successful mm. as they should have, and it's on me. So at least he's taking some you know ownership. It's not like he's being straight up like oh it's all on their fault. They're all yeah, yeah. They all right, did yeah. terrible because they're whack type thing. Yeah. I can't believe I signed them. <laughs> so, you know, at least 50 took some ownership to that. But, you know, cool. 50 Cent saying that you can't make people buy records. Let us know what you think about that. MKS podcast. Hit us in the DMs. Hit us in the comments. Cool. All right. <laughs> Let's leave it there. We hope uh, you have a great rest of your week, rest of your day day we hope lolly gets better soon yeah, well soon lolly. and we look forward to seeing her next week hopefully on the podcast but thank you to our producer rennie for jumping on the episode no worries, rennie sir. where can the people find you at 
Find me at Rennie Don't Play Like That on all socials. Nice, nice. And I have been Rue, aka the Cultured Black Kid. And you've been listening to the Midnight Snack Podcast, Australia's tastiest podcast, and your one stop shop for all things juicy in the culture. We are out. Peace. Peace. The Midnight Snack Podcast is hosted by Lolly and Rue, and executive produced by AJ and Rennie of Midnight Group. Theme song and transition music by Midnight Sound. Be sure to follow us at MKS Podcast on Instagram and TikTok and DM us if you would like to suggest a topic or like your music to be possibly featured on the show. Make sure you follow us wherever you listen to your podcast, share and leave a review. It helps a lot. Stay tuned for future episodes every week on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Peace. Peace.